Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Tuesday. It's All Even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam, Spotify, Amazon Music, Deezer, Stitcher. I'm all over the place. So just type in All Even Podcast and it'll definitely pop up. And also, check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Like, share, comment. Because the page is growing, baby. I don't know how many times I got to say this. The wave is going to hit you regardless. So you might as well just jump on. Jump on. Get your surfboard and catch the wave. Because it's growing. Lots to get into. Russell Westbrook is officially Mr. Triple-Double. Tim Tebow has brokered a job in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is in talks with the Green Bay Packers for a contract extension and it's a big one and then the greatest segment on the planet dummy of the week so let's just jump right into it it's funny how this whole tim tebow thing started it started with a a little rumor and then it started to gain traction and what's funny about it is that i made tim tebow my dummy of the week for that week posted on youtube and man you should see the comments people are Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. What is this? What is this rubbish? What sport did you play? What do you know about anything? Here's what I do know. I know about nepotism. You ever heard about nepotism? Putting on your family members in positions that they should not be in? Now, Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer are not family, but they might as well be. Urban Meyer loves Tim Tebow. Loved him in Florida. Loved all the stuff that he did for him. Hell, Tim Tebow helped him win two national championships. How could he not love Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow was a devout Christian. How could people not love Tim Tebow? Smiles all the time. He's he's personable. He's he's always positive. Gives to charity. All of those stuff are great. But the other part of this is Urban Meyer gave Tim Tebow a job in a position that he's never played before. Think about that. You have kids coming out of HBCUs that have played tight end their entire lives that can't get a spot on a team. But Tim Tebow, because he knows Urban Meyer, can get a contract, 
at tight end, nepotism. You got people out there, also, great move. I, oh, I can't wait to see Tim Tebow. Colin Kaepernick didn't get a shot. So Tim Tebow can be able to play baseball and fail at that, fail at everything else, and return to football after seven years away from the NFL and play tight end. You got to be kidding me. You can't make this up. When I named him Dummy of the Week, it was a reason. Because this guy just believes that people want to see him. He believes that he can be able to call in this favor and call in that favor. You realize that Tim Tebow never called any other NFL team and asked them for a tryout. No, he calls the Jacksonville Jaguars because Urban Meyer's there. He calls the Jacksonville Jaguars because he lives in Jacksonville. Oh, how convenient. How convenient that he can be able to call in a favor and get a tryout and then get signed. You know all of the great philanthropy that Tim Tebow does, gives back to charity, does all these great stuff. You know the one thing that Tim Tebow failed to do was give somebody else a chance to make the team at tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They weren't handed a job. These guys out here are still trying to find their way in the NFL. But Tim Tebow, because he knows a guy that knows a guy, is now a tight end in the NFL. But nobody's nobody's outraged about that. I saw Skip talking about it today, how excited he is. Oh, you know, he's not going to be a conventional tight end. He's going to be an H-back. He's going to, you know, probably rush the ball a couple times, maybe throw it a couple times. That That's what we're doing in football now. We have to create a position for Tim Tebow. We couldn't create a position for Colin Kaepernick. We couldn't make him be a quarterback in the NFL, second string, third string, holding the clipboard. No, no, no. We don't want to do that for him. But the Jacksonville Jaguars will be able to do this for Tim Tebow. Nepotism. I don't hate Tim Tebow. I don't. I hate what he stands for. I hate what he stands for in regards to this situation. Is that you can be able to have this personality, this big personality, and you can be able to just wheel that around whenever the hell you want to to get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Tim Tebow hasn't touched a baseball or a glove or a bat since high school, but yet he made the minor league team where other guys are out there that can't do that, that have played the game their entire lives, but they can't get a shot. But Tim Tebow gets a shot. Now he just feels that, okay, well, maybe I can go back to this football thing because, you know, Urban's my guy. Hired, just like that, right on the spot, right on the spot. It's comical, it really is. If anybody thought that the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to be this contending team or that they're going to get back to serious football, look at the circus that Urban Meyer is bringing with him. He hired his, uh, you know, the, the, the trainer guy who had all these racial issues with, 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 with players and mismanagement, mistreatment. Hired him because he's his friend. Nepotism. Now Tim Tebow. Nepotism. See a pattern here? And don't worry. Trust me when I tell you this. 
that urban Fred Sanford Meyer is going to come up with some ailing injury where he can't, can't coach the team anymore. Got to step away. And after bringing the circus in town, somebody else is going to have to clean this up. I'm telling you. This Tim Tebow experiment, I want to see what happens. I'm not a, I don't care about his success. I don't care about his failures. I just want to see how far this thing goes. Because if it's that easy to get a job in the NFL, hell, somebody that I know that played football 10 years ago in college, I'm going to tell him, hey, maybe you should try out for the Jets. Maybe you should try out for this. Like, Tim Tebow has opened up the floodgate. So thank you, Tim. Thank you for telling us that the NFL is that easy to make a team. You can be able to just know somebody and get a shot. Because in this life, what Tim Tebow is telling us, it's not how good you are. It's who you know. It's who you know. doesn't matter how bad or mediocre you are in anything. It's who you know. You'll continue to get chance after chance after chance after chance. Hell, people like you. They'll give you an opportunity when somebody else is more deserving. Yeah. Tim Tebow has showed us that being mediocre will get you through life because you know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. But it's funny. There's another word that I can actually think of that really defines this situation as well. Not just nepotism. It's privilege. Coming up after the break, Russell Westbrook is the triple-double king. And I'll tell you if it means anything. On a Tuesday night, it's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money for that Flip the Script podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we in the yeah. studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant oh, Jr. Whoa, 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 What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, you, you want to say to the people? Shout out to my young podcast. Yeah, don't make it to join. What's up? All oh, Even. All oh, Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this on something. All Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now you, well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want your all even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to all even pocket. 100%. He cool. Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Welcome back, y'all. So, Russell Westbrook you know, that that is that was a mark that I thought would never get broken because of how great Oscar Robinson was. But Russell Westbrook proved to us that records were meant to be broken. So shouts to Russ for that. It's a huge, huge accomplishment. But I've been hearing a lot of talk about where Westbrook ranks historically all-time. Are we starting to put him up there with Magic Johnson and Chris Paul and Isaiah Thomas, Steve Nash, all of these great players, point guards that have played before him. Where does Russell Westbrook rank? Is he a top five point guard? No. No, he's not. I don't care if Russell Westbrook has 500 triple-doubles. 
You're not a top five point guard. And guess what? It's okay. That doesn't mean that he's trash. Just because he's not a top five point guard does not mean Russell Westbrook is terrible. That's not what I'm saying. But let me go ahead and just ring off some names to you at the point guard position. Historically, Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd, Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton, Chris Paul. All of these names come before Russell Westbrook. And that's fine. That's okay. He still is somewhere probably down the lower part of the top 10. Maybe a little outside the top 10. Who who knows? But he is not a top five point guard. He's just not. And the thing is, over his career, what have we seen with Westbrook? We've seen a 19-year-old energetic kid out of UCLA gets drafted, has to learn the point guard position on the fly, Durant doesn't want to play with him anymore after they blew their 3-1 lead after he had three horrible closeout games in 5, 6, and 7. And then the triple-double started. He realized that he can be able to do this and it'll be the only way that he can be able to put himself in a category of the greats. Had Russell Westbrook not did this, did not go down this triple-double chase, We wouldn't be talking about Russell Westbrook being one of the top 10 point guards in all of the NBA, in all of history. It wouldn't be a thing. He realized that stats are going to put him in the conversation. It's not going to be winning. It's not going to be winning championships. It's going to be stat padding. And listen, there's a place for that. Tracy McGrady, one of the best stat patterns in all of basketball. He padded his stats in the regular season. He's a Hall of Famer. He did diddly squat in the playoffs. Never won a championship. But he padded those stats in the regular season. It matters. So kudos to Russ for learning what he had to do. For figuring out what his calling or niche was in the NBA. It's fine. But to try to weasel or needle him in into the top five or even put him in the same breath as Magic Johnson, what are we smoking? What are we smoking if that's the case to some people? Not saying everybody, but I did hear some people start to make that comparison. And there's no way on planet Earth can anybody make that comparison. It just doesn't make sense. Magic is a winner. Nine NBA Finals appearances, five rings, three regular season MVPs, Finals MVP, like... All of these things he's done. You cannot compare Russell Westbrook to that. You can't. You can't compare him to Jason Kidd either. You can't. So let's just appreciate the guy for what he is. Great player. The best freak athlete I've ever seen in the NBA. Nobody even comes close. Maybe LeBron. But Russell Westbrook is a different animal when you're talking about the athleticism at the position. You don't see guys like that. You see him at the two-guard, the three-guard position. Not at point guard, doing what he's doing in regards to the physicality, the, 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 the aggressiveness, that type of hard-nosed play. It's something to be applauded. It really is. I've never seen anybody with a motor like him. I had... 
Alex McLean, shouts to Alex McLean, assistant coach for the Washington Wizards. I had him on All Even Live exclusive last week. And we discussed that Russell Westbrook, you know, is is one of the freak athletes we've ever seen in sports. And he said that, hey, Russell coaches us at times. You know, his basketball IQ is out the roof. Now, do I agree with Alex with that? Not necessarily. But we can definitely agree that he is an animal when it comes to preparation. He takes his craft seriously. He doesn't like to shake hands. He doesn't like to buddy-buddy up with players. He likes to have that aggressive, uh, you know, cutthroat, killer instinct type of behavior on the court. I like that about Russ. I really do. I just don't trust Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. He can get you there, but he ain't going to win you no playoff games. That's just the way it is. But like I said, there's a place for what Russell Westbrook does. There's a place for it. We are, we are all prisoners of the moment. This just happened. Now we got to compare him to this and this and that. It's just like, just stop. Appreciate the guy for what he is, but let's not try to propel him over guys that played before him, that did it at a high level, that won at a high level, and that produced at a high level. Let's just stop. Stop. In other news, LeBron James played the Okie Doke today. It came out early that he was going to play tonight against the Knicks. Feeling good. You know, he has his bounce back. Looks like LeBron James right now of old. And then, probably an hour before tip-off against the Knicks, they announced that LeBron James is not going to give it a go. He's going to play against Houston tomorrow. Now, here's my thing. The Lakers are in a playoff frenzy. They're in a scramble right now to try to get out of that play-in tournament. They're currently in seventh. And resting LeBron James right now makes sense absolutely for the playoffs, yes. But this is a big game. You keep losing games, and then you're going to really be in, in hot water. So where's the sense of urgency with this team? Where is it? I don't see it. Anthony Davis had a great game against the Suns at 42 points. Screamed, I'm back, I'm back, all this nonsense. All right, if you want to say that you're back, cool. Let's start to string together some W's. And then maybe then I'll say, you know what? I think he may be right. I think he is back. But right now, I, I don't like what I'm seeing. I also don't like the fact that Drummond, you know, his, his defense right now was a little inconsistent. He's getting into foul trouble, but that's been his MO his entire career. Now Vogel is going to have to figure out this rotation. Do I trust Vogel? with filling out this rotation, with putting a rotation together for the playoffs, for this run, that's going to be adequate. Do I have confidence? I have to. They won a championship last season. I'm not going to give up on them and say, they're trash, they're this, they're that, they're d-. No. They've had a rough season. It's looked terrible at times. But... You still have to trust the process. 
you still got to trust that Frank Vogel will be able to play the right guys in the playoffs to get this team where they need to be. Does he have a Rondo to control the offense when LeBron James is not around? No. Does he have a Dwight Howard that can be able to play great defense and protect the rim? No. Does he have a JaVale McGee that's a great team guy and has learned how to be successful in his role? No. We have other guys that have other skill sets. Guys like Marcus Gasol, who's a plotting big man, who can get a weak side block on occasion, who can shoot from the outside, who has great passing skills, has a high basketball IQ. You have a Montrezl Harrell, undersized big man, 6'7 center, which is a problem. So I'm hearing there's rumors that they may try to play Montrezl at the power forward position as well as the center position. So there's there's things to see. There's things to hope that they can be able to improve on. But am I concerned? Hell yeah, I'm concerned. Am I overly concerned? No, I'm not overly concerned because I think that if the Lakers finish seventh and Utah finishes second, Lakers are going to wipe the floor with Utah. If the Suns finish second and the Lakers finish seventh, I think that's a tough series, but I think the Lakers finish that series in six. If the Lakers get to six and they end up playing the Clippers, Lakers in five. So I'm not concerned about the matchups. I'm really not. I'm concerned about if this team is going to be playing good basketball down the stretch. Chemistry matters. Playing with people and understanding where they're going to be matters. Understanding your roles matter. It really does. Axe Brooklyn. Everybody thinks that they're just going to be able to figure it out come playoff time. Oh, these guys like each other. It's not about that. It's not about that. You can like somebody all you want off the court. On the court, it's a different situation. Because when that game gets tight and the team is down, who takes the last shot? Who's taking the shot? Who's taking the big shot? Who are you trusting in certain situations? These things need to be ironed out before playoff time. And that's why I always say chemistry over talent any day of the week. Give me the team that knows what they're doing, that knows what their role players are supposed to be doing. The role players actually know what's asked of them and they produce. That's a dangerous team. That a bunch of guys that know how to ball, that don't trust each other, that everybody wants the ball, nobody's cutting, everybody's on the perimeter, looking at each other. That's an easy team to beat. So, still sticking with my predictions in regards to the Lakers and the Bucks in the finals. And you know who I'm picking. Lakers in five. <laughs> in other news, though, Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, the saga continues. Now Green Bay has put in a significant long-term offer to Aaron Rodgers. All it took was for Aaron Rodgers to threaten to leave, and now they want to pony up the money. Now they appreciate what they have in Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. Now, is it that they see the value in Aaron Rodgers 
or they actually see the writing on the wall in regards to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams said that, hey, you know, his future in Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers were not to be there, would definitely be up in the air. He didn't say that he would outright leave, but the thought of playing with another quarterback and not having an Aaron Rodgers to rely on, hell, I'd quit too. So Green Bay's like, oh, no, 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 can't have Devontae leave. We have to keep Aaron. We have to pay him now. Oh, so people start to come to Aaron's defense now. Now you feel guilty. You should have felt guilty when you came to him and asked him to restructure. Restructuring for what? What am I restructuring for when there's no talent here outside of Devontae Adams and possibly Aaron Jones? Restructuring what? Pay me. I want Mahomes' money. I'm a three-time NFL MVP. Pay me. And it's <laughs> it's very funny that they think that it's all about the money for Aaron Rodgers. Like they can just be able to throw big money at this guy and all the problems are just going to go away. Like the fact that he has issues with the GM or the fact that they drafted Jordan Love in the first round and he wasn't even the backup to the backup, to the backup. Never played a snap, never dressed. Or the fact that he had Matt LaFleur, his head coach, take the ball out of his hands in an important game that could have landed them in the Super Bowl. That's why Aaron Rodgers has a problem. And Green Bay operates like that person in the relationship that's completely oblivious to what's going on. The other person is miserable and they don't want this relationship to continue while this person over here is like oh i thought everything was great (laughs) you didn't catch the memo you didn't see the short responses or the fact that the person wasn't talking to you as much wasn't hanging out with you as much oh no everything's still fine in your book no there's problems get the memo but once the person says, you, I'm out, I'm not doing this anymore, eh, please, please, <laughs> that's Green Bay. That's exactly what they're doing. Just, Jesus, it's just sad. It really is just to watch, watch a team go through this. In other news, though, the Mets continue their winning ways. Now, let me tell you something about this kid, Mazika. He is not getting a lot of contact on the ball. But, man, he's finding a way to get on base and just getting these game-winning hits. He's barely scraping the top of the ball. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a joke. But the Mets are winning. They're playing well. The chemistry is high. Jacob DeGrom is on the IL, which is a, you know, it's a negative. But he's not going to stay on the IL that long because I heard that he's already, you know, he's throwing, he's doing other things. Um, so, you know, this is just precautionary for him. But the Mets are playing well, man. They're really, really playing well, and I like what I'm seeing out of the Mets. The Yankees, as well, are playing good. I have to recognize the Yankees. They win today's matchup 3-1. to one. Jordan Montgomery gets the win. He's 2-1 and one on the season. Aaron Judge goes deep. Gary Sanchez goes deep. Aaron Judge is having a phenomenal season. Phenomenal season. 
He has to get that batting average up. 246 right now. That's probably where he may hover around the rest of the season. I don't necessarily see Judge as like a 290 hitter. I think he's more of like a 265, possibly 275 hitter. 40-plus home runs if he can stay healthy. But he's having definitely a good start in regards to knocking the ball over the fence. That's what he does best, and that's what he continues to do for this team as well this season. So kudos to the Yankees. They're 19-16 and right now. They had a terrible start, and they are playing like world beaters right now. So like I said, big shouts to them. 14-6 in their last 20. So that's, that's huge. That's huge. I don't know if they're going to cast those Red Sox, though. And Red Sox is balling. Best record in the majors right now. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. I'm not a Yankee hater. I'm a Mets fan. But I'm not necessarily a Yankee hater. The Yankee fans I despise. Not all, but most. <laughs> Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Tuesday night, it's all even. This is the God Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also, check us out at cigarjensengals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So who is my first candidate for Dummy of the Week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is Luka Doncic, superstar for the Dallas Mavericks, MVP candidate, but he's not an MVP candidate today. He's my candidate for, because Luka has this thing where he feels that he doesn't do anything wrong on the basketball court. Nothing. He can be able to foul the way he wants to. He can be able to do whatever he wants. And just complain, 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 complain. Whine, whine, whine. Yeah, it's just, it's just enough already. It's enough. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Luca gets into a little physical scramble with Colin Sexton from the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're going for a rebound. Colin kind of gives him a elbow or shove to the back. He looks at Colin like this is not basketball and gives him a nut shot. Gives him a China nut shot or a Ric Flair nut shot. And the refs go ahead and look at the tape. They review it. They give Luca a flagrant two, kick him out the game. He's dumbfounded, shocked, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. But it's on footage. It's like that dude that robs the bank and he doesn't put on a mask. Like, we see you, man. We see what you did. Your face is all over the camera. You're robbing this bank. We know exactly what you look <laughs> Like, what are we doing here? And then he has that stupid look on his face. <laughs> like, like he didn't do nothing wrong. Really? 
Really? He didn't just knock the man in his nuts? And he lucky that Colin Sexton just wanted to play basketball. Like, he, he wasn't trying to do no extracurricular stuff. Because Luka looked like he can't fight. <laughs> Luka looks like he can't fight. You know what I mean? Like, he he looked like one of those dudes that want to do celebrity boxing but has never picked up the glove. Like, just don't even go that way. Don't do it. But let somebody even breathe on Luka hard. He going he gonna to cry to the ref. Yo, did you see what he... Did you see what he did, ref? He's trying to hurt me. Just cut it out. This is basketball. Man up. Stop crying. Instead of taking step back threes, maybe you should step back from being such a baby. He's starting to remind me of that guy that plays in the park, and he just calls foul on every play. Foul this. Foul that. Foul this. Foul that. Oh, you, oh, you fouled me. Ball up. Ball up. But once he fouls you and you call foul, he's like, oh, no, no, no. That's not a foul. And holds the ball. And now it's an argument for 10 to 15 minutes because he doesn't want to respect the call. That's Luka. That's exactly what he does. And poor Jim Carrey on the sidelines, he has to deal with this nonsense. He has to tolerate it. Like, this is my best player. I can't I can't scold him because he's putting up these big numbers. But, man, does he piss me off and annoy me. I can see it in his face. I can see how upset Rick Carlisle is on a nightly basis with Luka. Because he's like, enough already. Enough. Enough. The poor guy probably goes home and locks himself into his office and just screams for an hour. <laughs> and he's probably going to show Luca the <laughs> the game tape back. And he's probably going to put some WWE footage and say, who did it better? <laughs> oh, my God. So, Luka Doncic, you may not have won an MVP yet. But you're possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.